always at Whistle Realty Group, we're always looking for ways where we can uh, maximize the amount of people that we have um, and, and really do as much as we can with as little as we can. Um, one of the new tools that's out now that's been all the rage uh, is something that we're really diving into and, and trying to use in really every facet of our business. And I want to talk about it a little bit today, and that's ChatGPT, which is a AI tool, uh, text tool. So I want to talk about how we can use that, how we're using it in our business, and how we can utilize it to um, make a better consumer experience, make a better agent experience, and make a better experience for us uh, as we go and create the things we need to create. Yeah, I'm super excited for this one. We've actually been using AI technology for a few years now, but ChatGPT for, I think because it's free, everybody's using it and it's like, holy crap, this is amazing. So there's been some really cool AI technology that's existed for a while, but this has seemed to put it at the forefront of people's minds right now. So it's an exciting topic and I'm excited to dive into it today. So Kyle, where can they, if they're watching right now, where can they go for more information? For sure. Or I guess maybe introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah that was a weird to you, but it's it's fine. Um, so I'll tee it up. <laughs> I'm really struggling today, by the way. I can't type anything today. So. Got some, well, you should just let chat GPT do the typing for you. Let me do that. Um, welcome to the Whistle Way podcast. I am Kyle Whistle with EXP Realty. I'm Brian Kochi, director of something here today at Whistle Realty Group. <laughs> <laughs> the goal of the show is to give you the tools and techniques you need to go out there and crush it in your business, whether that be real estate, mortgage, or really just anything. And the way that we like to do that is to answer questions that you have for us. Uh, if you have a question you want to submit and get answered on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join our referral network, uh, our private Facebook group, our email newsletter, where we share a lot of tips and tricks. And you can get dialed in with our content creation course uh, called the Media Mayor Mastermind, where you can learn everything Brian and I have learned about creating vi uh, media, whether it be audio, video, written, um, over the last eight plus years of working together. Um, all that at thewhistleway.com. Yeah, and the, and the real goal of that, it's funny because I've been, as I've been talking to people, is not to learn, as cool as it is, is not to learn how to make videos. It's a learning about how to build relationships with, with other people, key influential people in your area uh, to get referral partners. So. If you want, if you like inbound referrals, uh, check it out. But if you don't, then don't. Uh, all right. So we'll see. Look, what we're going to talk about today ties into creating videos. Let's talk about right? it. I mean, let's be real. Like there's two primary reasons people don't shoot videos. Number one, they don't like the way they look. Hate or sound or, yep. Hate to break it to you, but the way you look on camera is the way that you look in person. So if you're worried about how people are going to see you when you're in front of a camera. Are you worried about how they're going to see you when they show up to your appointment? Like, are you going to run away from them then the way that you run away from the camera now? Like, let's be real. The way you look on camera is the way that you look in person. Like I have this gigantic forehead that light just beams off of like, I'm going to have a gigantic forehead when I meet people in person. So just embrace your imperfections, your individuality. And it's totally cool. That's number one. And the number two reason people don't shoot videos, they don't know what to say. They don't know what to shoot. They don't know all these things. They get, you know, people uh, that write, they get writer's block. Um, I don't know what the term is. It's probably still considered writer's block. Yeah. But the video version of writer's block when it comes time to create video content is you just don't know what to create content about. Well, I think a lot of people get this imposter syndrome, right, where you don't you don't feel you're an expert, so you don't want to go on stage or on camera or on whatever and speak about things. But as, and you go, well, I'm not really an expert. I've only been in the business for two years or I've only closed three deals or I've only, you know, 
people find good ways to to talk themselves out of it. And what I always say to that is, you know, what? Well, how many? Okay, so you've closed three deals, right? We can say that that's not very much, right? But wow, you're an asshole, Brian. I'm just saying. Let's say, like, whatever the span is. But I say, how many how many uh, transactions have a first time home buyer have they completed? Zero. You're infinitely more experienced than a first time home buyer. And so where this all comes to is, I think we have a lot more knowledge than we give ourselves credit for, and a lot of stuff that we know we take for granted. Like, well, of course everyone knows that. Um, I literally got a message today from someone said, "Hey, is there a way like I can press a button and put it on my Facebook page?" Like to me, uploading a video to Facebook is second nature, but that's not for everyone. And that's not that they're wrong. It's just something that I need to realize, oh, there, there's a, a gap there. Um, and so what what AI can do is it can do a great job of kind of breaking down where that gap is and go, oh, I know all of these things. I can easily make videos on this. And so before we go into ChatGPT, I want to talk about a few other programs. So if someone's watching this, be like, I already know ChatGPT. I'm a pro on it. I sell a course on it, whatever. Um, Good luck with that because that thing is going to change so fast. If you literally build a business around it, I think you are making a vital mistake because you don't control that. There's a saying we talked about this when we uh, did a previous episode on internet leads, like don't build your castle on somebody else's land. Like if you're going to build a course or uh, sell people on using chat GPT, like that thing is going to change and evolve so much over the next 12 months. The What it does, what it costs is not going to be free forever. That's going to change a lot. So I think I've just, you know, just thrown it out there. If you're going to sell it, sell it fast. <laughs> yeah, sell it. That, there's a gold rush right now. So get um, in on it while you can. And so before chat GPT, we're using jasper.ai, which uh, from my understanding still uses GPT-3. That's the engine behind uh, chat GPT. Um, but again, there was a cost to it. And what's cool about Jasper is they've broken it down to where it's a little bit more user-friendly. They've broken it down to some really specific things where all you have to, they already have the prompts built in the back end. All you got to do is tell it what to do. Chat GPT, you got to be a little bit more direct with it. You got to talk to it like it's a robot. Um, you got to give it kind of some specific um, things to do. So struggling today, Kyle. Don't look at me. <laughs> this is rough. I'm sorry. So Kyle, why don't you talk about some of the ways you're using chat GPT? So there's so many ways. Um, we'll talk about, it's a, we're recording, it's a Monday right now. A lot of our agents just did open houses over the weekend. And a lot of agents don't know how to follow up with an open house. You could literally go in there and just say, um, write a text message to send to people thanking them for visiting my open house at 123 Main Street yesterday. And it will write out an entire text message and tell you exactly what to say. You could do that. Um, maybe you decide like, hey, today's the day. I'm gonna start shooting videos today. Like it's the day, it's going down. And you don't know where to start. And you're like, you know what? What are the top 10 real estate videos to shoot in San Diego? Here you go, it's gonna tell you the top 10 videos to shoot. And then it'll break all 10 down. You'd be like, Go deeper on number one and it'll give you more on number one and let you build a video all around that. Like you could use it for that kind of stuff. Um, where if maybe you just got back from a conference and you want to follow up with everybody you met at the conference, tell it to, you know, write me an email to follow up with people I met for the first time at the ABC conference and boom, it's going to write a whole email for you. And then you could say, hey, rewrite that, but in a sassy tone, rewrite that in a professional tone. Um, I try that with... Rewrite that with you utilizing SoCal slang. 
It was hilarious. Yeah. It was like, yo, fam, me and my homies. I'm like, oh, this is so <laughs> It's like bad. that one description that was on a listing. I think it was in like Oklahoma. <laughs> it's like, what up, my guy? This is not dog water. Like, she. <laughs> this is a great description. Um, yeah. So you could. I mean, if you don't know how to speak that language, we probably don't want to have it speak a language that you don't understand because then you don't know what it's actually saying. Um, I, people are using it to help write blog posts. People are using it to help create video content. People are using it to help create social media content. Like I took a picture of my kid this weekend. She was smiling and I wanted to like write a post about how smiles are contagious from an early age. And I literally just put that into ChatGPT and it wrote out like an entire post for me. Like it's, it's insane. Like whatever you're thinking, you just put it in and then it puts it into words for you um, and makes you look like a freaking rock star. Some things that I've noticed playing around with it. One, I don't, t I don't love the emails that it comes out with. Um, they seem very formal. Um, and a lot of times I want it to do more work than it can do. I'm like, hey, write me a, an email to a new lead about this course that we're selling. But it doesn't know the course. It doesn't know information about it. And so you, the, I found I have to be a lot more descriptive. Um, but what I think it does phenomenally at is it gets you a starting point. I, I say this about you all the time. I say, I can ask Kyle, what do you want? Tell me the strategy. And you're like, and you just won't respond. But if I say, hey, here's the strategy I built, you'll be like, wrong. I like this. Change this. Do this. Do that. And I'm like, you can do it in, in two minutes. I just have to give you something. And so starting with something rather than starting at a blank page makes it so much easier to be like, oh, I didn't think about that. That's totally the wrong direction. But instead, what you need to do is this and just tweak it there. I mean, I've used it for video topics. I've used, I love using it for subject email or email subject lines. Um, I just did it for job descriptions, which was really, because I had a job description. And I, I said, this is the job description and write me a new one. And I wrote one. I'm like, this is way better. It was really embarrassing how bad mine was uh, comparatively. Um, there are some limitations. Do you want to talk about some of the limitations? Um, I don't know of all of them. I think the main one is it doesn't have data that's like 2021 and uh, newer data. So yep. like if you were trying to, you can't be like, tell me about the market stats in January 2023. Like it's not going to have that kind of stuff. Um, so I know you got to be careful with that. I've also found, it's funny, I literally asked it, what are your limitations? Uh, it said, it may, may fail to understand the context of a conversation leading to irrelevant or nonsensical responses. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, lacks the ability to understand common sense knowledge, which I think it does a pretty good job at common sense knowledge. Uh, not specialized for certain field or technical domain. So if you were to say, you know, write out a, a manual on how to change out the carburetor in a 2016 Ford car thing was that right for the most part no because they stopped putting carburetors in cars decades ago damn i was getting close anyways <laughs> my car's in the shop and i don't know what's going on with it Brian's obviously not aware the fuel injection exists but excuse me i don't know fine. what either of those things do you i can, just know my car doesn't work build cameras though um and so it may not be able to tell you step by step on that i feel like it got a lot better now um in the last couple of weeks but the servers basically every other time you went on it would say oh we're not available right now and so it would be um it would kind of crash out on you. But Microsoft just put in apparently an undisclosed amount, but people are guessing it's around $10 billion uh, into this uh, software, yeah. which is kind of phenomenal. 
So where it's going now in having conversations with people is this is already starting to be used for tech support. So think about all the times you've called into a company in tech support and, you know, at, at one point it would give you the prompts and you'd have to hit a button, one, two, three, whatever. Then it got to the point where like it would ask a question, you would respond and then it would take you to the next prompt, the next prompt. It's capable of engaging in conversation with you audibly, not just written, but audible conversations via a robot that is programmed to have a conversation with you, even though it's not a real person on the other end. Like that is already being used today. So start to think about like we could shoot an entire podcast. Obviously, we're, we use video with our podcast. Check it out on YouTube. Um, but not all podcasts have video. Like you could have an entire podcast happen in our tone and our voices because it can learn your voice too. And we could just say record a podcast with two guys in San Diego, one that shoots videos and one that talks and sells real estate and write a podcast about using video in real estate. And it would literally, you could have like a whole podcast episode happen without us here. Not with chat GPT alone. You need a couple Not of, yeah, but, the, but that's where it's, but chat GPT is something that's using GPT three. Correct. There's tech, other technologies. Chat GPT is just from open AI is one technology that taps into the GPT-3 framework, yep. but there are other companies also tapping into GPT-3 that are not open AI. Um, so we won't even share some of the ones that we've been looking at yet, um, but there's technologies that exist that use the GPT-3 framework, but are doing it with voice um, that already exists today. We're, we're gonna get replaced. That? That's fine. Well, it's not functioning yet for I mean, us. I, we don't. Totally, not, I don't want to talk about it. I don't understand, but I know it exists, and I know I'm we're not functioning to either. So that's fine. Maybe I could have used that today <laughs> instead of you. Should have. Um, <laughs> some other things I found some limitations when I. One of the things I like to do is, this is my favorite kind of hack to do is I'll take a video, a five or ten minute video that we have on our YouTube. I will find. I'll download the transcript, and I'll upload it to chat GPT and say, give me 10 bullet points. They're the main 10, 10, main 10 bullet points of this video. And it will bullet point one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Um, and so that way, as we're getting ready to promote it or update the description or anything like that, I can use chat GPT to give me a, a rundown of what it is. Uh, I've tried it with our podcast. Our podcast is too long. And so we got to break it into several sections and I haven't found a good way to do that yet. Um, but creating show notes is something that I want to be able to play with. Um, what I did is I, let me see if I can find this real quick about, I said, you know, um, create a, give me 10 topics for, I think first time home buyers. Let me see what I did. Start talking while I figure this yeah. out. Well, he pulls that up. Uh, if you follow me on social at all, um, at Kyle whistle on Instagram, if you follow me at all, you probably have seen my, I made a big shift in my posting style in the last year or two to much more long copy post. And I've seen significant results by switching from short copy to long copy. One, the platforms reward you for writing longer copy because what happens is when somebody goes to your post and they hang on your post longer, meaning they stop scrolling for a longer period of time, the platforms are like, oh, this is good content. So therefore they show that content to people, uh, to more people, because it's if other people are stopping on your content, other people are probably going to benefit from it. So it shows it to other people as well. So by going long form with my copy, I've seen huge results. You know, I've studied John Cheplak, Ryan Stuman, a lot of the Frank Kern we're studying. 
Um, these people that write long copy, like it's amazing how big of a difference that makes. Even in like email and stuff, if people are opening your email and you have a long copy email and they keep the email open longer, that can help the email service providers realize that your email is not spam because how long do you stay on a spam email for two seconds and you're hitting the spam button or the unsubscribe button or the delete button. But when an email gets opened and it actually is, it's tracking, like how long do you have the email open? Are you actually scrolling down to read the entire email? Like you better believe Gmail is doing that. It's tracking clicking it. on links. Yeah. Yep. And so if you're writing long copy that people are actually reading, reviewing, clicking and engaging with, it's going to help you bypass spam filters as a result. So what I wrote out, this is, this is, this is I think, my favorite one I've ever done. Okay. Um, I said, you're a real estate agent who focuses on working with first-time homebuyers. Your task is to create 15 video titles to help educate first-time homebuyers on the process, pitfall, pitfalls to avoid, tips and tricks, et cetera. And then it came out with 15 to video topics. And there's a few. Uh, the first-time homebuyer's guide to understanding mortgages. Five mistakes to first-time homebuyers should avoid. The one I had went on more is the pros and cons of buying a fixer-upper as a first-time homebuyer. So I was like, all right, I like that one. So I said, can you create me a video outline for that one? Sure, here it is. And it's introduction and bullet point, bullet point. Pros and cons, or pros, four bullet points. Cons, five bullet points, et cetera. And I said, can you write out a full blog post? And then like the full blog post is, I don't know, 1,000 words, 500 words. Um, and then I said, I want to send out an email to my database with this blog article. Give me five catchy subject lines with the goal to increase open rates about this blog article. One of them is unlock the potential of a fixer upper, a first time home buyer's guide. Like, that's a great email. I'm like, okay, I like that. Uh, the pros and cons of buying a fixer upper, what every first time home buyer should know. And I said, create an email. I said, create an email. The goal of the email is to tease the following article. And I want the person who gets this email to click the entire, to see the entire blog post. Here's the blog post that we'll send them to. Send them the blog post. And they created an email. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, and I did that in like 10 minutes. It's like having a marketing assistant slash copywriter in your palm of your hand for free currently. Yeah, but it's almost like, it's almost like they're, they're book smart, right? They, they went to, they're the, they finished their first year of college they know how to write, they know all this stuff, but they don't know how to put it in context. So they'll just spit out a bunch of stuff and you're like, that's good, but it has nothing to do with interest rates. So like good title doesn't apply. So you yeah. still have to use your brain on figuring out how things work. Yeah, so the, the two main tips is when you start playing with this thing, one, you need to actually read it. Don't just type something in and copy and paste. Like please read it before you post it so you don't look stupid. Um, second thing is it's a really good uh, habit to run it through something like Grammarly or some other grammar checking website, copy and paste it into Microsoft Word and let that grammar check happen. Um, but you want to have the grammar checked because sometimes the things it says don't make grammatical sense. So you want to make sure because I'm the kind of guy if somebody posts and uses poor grammar, I make judgment. I'm that guy. Um, I'm looking for people. If I'm hiring a professional to handle the sale of my $5 million house, I want somebody who is grammatically correct. Um, I figure if you can't write a grammatical, gr grammatically correct Facebook post, can you actually write a grammatically correct description of my house? Like I'm the guy who would judge that straight up. Mm -hmm. So uh, just make sure that you're doing that. I know there's some people who think that you could just like, oh, I'm going to go make 5,000 blog articles using chat GPT. My understanding from 
I have friends who own SEO companies is that that shit's not going to fly. If you think you can just go create 5,000 articles, put them up tomorrow and you're magically going to get all this SEO, like that's not going to fly because Google is checking. Google is kind of knows this chat GPT three, like they know this stuff. So they know what is written from AI and what's actually written. And so they're catching that stuff and it's actually penalizing websites as opposed to um, helping those websites. So just be cautious of that. Like you need to take it, you need to adapt it, make it your, now, could you do it and just change a few words in order of sentences? Probably could. I've but, got, my, my widget is gonna tell you exactly how to do that. Okay. Um, but also I on that, I saw someone, I think at Google say, just because, so yes, it's easy when you see 5,000 new blog articles when they've had no, no past history. But he goes, I don't care if it's AI generated or written. If you hired 5,000 people and they all created one and you posted 5,000 in one day, that both are going to get flagged. So it's, it's, the SEO is a long-term, a long-term game. And if you put five, even if you write 5,000 and you've been writing them for the last three years and you post them all today, it's also going to get flagged. But I have a, a tool that I'll share with you about how to get away from the AI generated look and feel. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's wrap on that. If you're using the technology, whether it's chat GPT or one of the other uh, systems using GPT, I'd love to hear how you're using it. So uh, if you're watching on YouTube, throw it in the comment section. If you're listening on a podcast podcast platform, throw it in your review even. Um, I'd love to see how other people are using it because I am by far not the expert in this. I'm, I'm here to learn from other people um, on how you're using this thing to really grow your business. So throw that in the comment section or in a review. And while you're there, if you're on YouTube, if you can hit that thumbs up button, that really helps support us. And if you want more of our content, you can always hit the subscribe button and the little notification bell. YouTube will notify you when we drop a new episode. And if you're on the, the podcast platform, those reviews are everything and make sure to subscribe as well. Um, before we wrap today, one of the things we like to do is share something we refer to as the whistle widget of the week. And this is something we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got, Brian? So my tool, I haven't used it a whole lot. Um, I was using the free version, but I think we'll do the paid version. I think it's like a hundred bucks a year. It's really cheap. Um, but what it does is it takes, uh, writing or copy and it rewrites it to where it doesn't sound exactly the same. So people were using this to get around um, kind of plagiarizing checks, um, which I still think it's still plagiarizing. You just don't get caught for it. Um, and so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not advocating that. But what I wanna use it for is like we mentioned earlier is uh, create something from ChatGPT, run it through this program, let it reword it. And again, you gotta kind of tweak it and move things around. Um, and there's another, I don't know, there's another website where you can check to see the AI-ness of a post. And when they ran it through this process, it had a much better score. And this tool is called Quillbot, Q-U-I-L-L-B-O-T. And I think the free version allows 250 words or 250 characters to, to rewrite, um, but the, the paid version is a lot more. And so creating a blog post, running it through on... Um, ChatGPT, running it through Quillbot, and then posting it is going to be much better than just running it through ChatGPT and uploading it right away. So that is my widget, Quillbot. There you go. Way to finish strong, Brian. Strongish. <laughs> <laughs> cool. The one I've got, um, 
I used to be an Android user, switched over to iPhone years ago. One of the, the features that I missed with Android is I had the ability to schedule text messages. Yes. Um, which was a huge pain in the ass coming over to iPhone because there is no, at least no native solution to scheduling text messages. And I'm somebody who's up early every morning. I'm up at five o'clock every morning. There's so many times I have these ideas in my head and I want to send a text message and then I forget to send it. So... The solution is called Moxie Messenger, M-O-X-Y Messenger. And what you can do with this is you could type your whole text message, pick who you want it to go to, pick the time that you want it to go out. Now, what it can't do is send it for you. What it can do is, let's say it's five o'clock and you have a thought pop in your head, you could type the whole thing, tell it at nine o'clock, send this text message to Brian. At nine o'clock, it'll pop up on the screen, hit a button, and it sends. So it is a far better solution than the current one, which is just remembering shit in your head that you're going to forget about. Or texting at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, or texting at 5 a.m. and pissing people off. So you can just queue it up in the system. Basically, you're saving it as a draft, simultaneously setting a reminder to come back to the draft, um, which is just non-native to iOS. So this is the best solution that I have found to remind me to send a text message um, at a set time and I get to pre-type the content because what I was doing before was just like, hey Siri, remind me to send Brian a text message at nine o'clock. Then I had to like go back and type the message or remember what I was going to say. So this way I get it out of my head at 5 a.m. and then I get a reminder at nine o'clock, hit a button and it sends through to you. So Moxie Messenger, M-O-X-Y. Definitely going to download that. Fire. And there's a free option, a paid option if you want to be able to include images you got to pay if you're just straight text only it's free um so check that out that one's been really big for me lately cool awesome well hopefully you guys got a lot out of the show today if you want to stay connected you can always uh dm me on instagram at kyle whistle and if you want more of the show thewhistleway.com kyle whistle whistle realty group and exp brian Kochi, see you guys soon